Hey, this is Chris Roach, and you're listening to TRSS. How you doing? Hey, it's Sean Lights on Merriman, and you're listening to TRSS. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yo, this is the regular season sports cast. This is the Acquired Taste. Keith in the building. Tune in. Let's go. How about news? Welcome to Raw is the regular season sports cast. <laughs> about being at work this week i actually kind of had a good time at work this week in case many of you guys don't know i work for a city hospital here in new york city and i work in the, in the psychiatric field and I, I have to tell you, you people always have the misconception of where i work at they always think that since i work in psychiatric that it's like basically i'm like a zookeeper and like i'm working with a bunch of animals who throw feces at each other and swinging from like light fixtures and you know jumping on walls it's nothing like that. We don't have light fixtures, so they don't swing from it. But the feces and stuff, yeah, that yeah, that that can happen. Yeah, that that does occur. But other than that, now it's not as it it it's actually like, uh, how can I say? It's like working in a high school or working in a in a junior high school, except that the kids aren't on their medication. That's what basically I could say because the, since the kids aren't on their medication, at least at my job they're like they're 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 mellowed out somewhat but you know i do have my hiccups you know I, I do have to in case you haven't seen what i look like you know i'm this statuesque broad-shouldered man i kind of have i kind of look like roman reigns if he was puerto rican fat uh had blonde hair and a floating eye and almost looked half albino but yeah it's i'm all i could i could be a dead ringer for roman reigns if if i wanted to that or or, or tom brady whatever works for you guys fancy just very what it is but you know, when when me being the size that I am, some may say that I have an intimidating stature. Someone even told me that I have a distinguished walk. Matt, do you think you think I have a distinguished walk? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like people could see me see my walk from like blocks away, and they know like, oh, red is coming out of block. Which I don't. Know, I, I might want to change it up. I should start doing like a like a half drunken, half female type of walk, so that people I could creep up on people. Yeah, I could get very um. I can, I, can, I can sneak up on people much easier than it is. Except it looks like I'm just big, this big fat back walking down the block telling people to get out my way. I'm also the kind of guy that I have these big, ridiculously large headphones that have speakers co- like connected to them. So I can flip a switch and you can hear the music or whatever I'm listening to outside of the headphones. I went and bought one of those shits. I love them. And I wear these humongous headphones, but yet. In the crowd, I have this this demeanor, like if like don't fuck with me, stay away from me. Like if you come next to me, it's like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Don't come anywhere close to me. I I got this Brooklyn swag going on. I'm I'm very I'm very I, I don't want to say I'm intimidating. I just don't want to be annoyed. But I'm the first individual that a little old lady or a lost tourist will cut through the crowd and come straight to me and ask me, "Is this a train that'll take me into Flushing?" And I'm like. Sure. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take this train two stops. Then you go downstairs and take the B58, and it's gonna take you straight into flushing. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. And then it's right back to dickhead mode. 
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Regular Season Sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santee, here to bring to you another week of sports entertainment. Sports enthusiasts, come on, come, come all, come listen to this. This is somewhere in between ridiculousness, uh, foolishness, and I do convey some type of sports sometimes. Like <laughs> when I try, uh, be sure you check us out on all social on social media outlets on Facebook. Enjoy the group and like page on Facebook as well as on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on Twitter at RWJSanity, as well as on YouTube at the Regular Season Sportscast. Wow, uh, that's probably the first time I went through that without having to think what's the next social media outlet. I'm getting the hang of this. I'm already, I'm already like 81 episodes in, so I'm pretty much getting the hang of this. Uh, also, make sure you check us out on the RageWorks.net website. That is the site where we all can kick it back and just do what we got to do there. That's where everything goes down. Everything from comic books, movies, TV shows, sports. Call me when it's over. Black is the new black. The variant issue. Uh, everything you need to know, man. We're all connected there. You don't need to go to any other websites. Everything is in that one little website that you will know forever as RageWorks.net. That is RageWorks.net. R-A-G-E-W-O-R-K.net. And be sure you check us out at trsspodcast.com. You can just put us as your homepage. That's, you'll know exactly when we get our, uh, when our episodes are uploaded. It's there for you guys. Enjoy everything. Check out all the specials that's there. Check out all the episodes, the previous episodes. We had tons of interviews and tons of guys that's coming in. Uh, last episode, we had Sean Merriman. That was a really big episode for us. This episode got another, got another celebrity in the building. I listen, I don't, I don't know how this is happening, man. People were just starting hearing about TRSS, the regular season sports cast, and they're like, yo, that's like the joint, man. Yeah, I need to get my fix. Yo, let me get that TRSS, man, in my veins, man. Why do I sound like some 70s fucking heroin addict? It's like, yeah, man, I need, I need that TRSS love. So make sure you check us out at trsspodcast.com and make sure you check us out on our new and improved that's not even improved well it's improving yeah you can say that each episode is improving turnbuckletabloid.com we had a segment here called turnbuckle tabloid and now it's its own show we have of course matt fan matt who's in the building as always with us and special appearances rondo stops and rondo you the guy and everything but those pics that you posted of your snacks be oh my god son we need to have a conversation. I got one word for you, brother. Diabetes. Just going to check you out there. All right, guys. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on com as well. And like I said, this week has been a really cool week as I kick into my opening salvo. I really got to get a jingle for that. Like, this is my opening salvo. <laughs> so kicking it open and open the salvo. This week was actually a pretty good week. We we as wrestling fans had our Super Bowl of uh of uh, this is our Super Bowl. We had WrestleMania this past week. It was a bunch of shit going on. I have more to talk about on that on Turbo Tabloid, but uh I just want to say that it was I was I was I was I was grateful to have uh family and friends come over. We we had a good time watching it. Um I just have to say that Maddie made a good point. My family made a point. It's like shit. Am I going to see the fucking Statue of Liberty out in Orlando? Everybody in New York was out there. We were the only dickheads that didn't go. Was like, I'd rather watch it from home. Everybody And everybody was marked out, too. Everybody had their shirts. Yo, there's a comedian, Hannibal Burris. Funny dude. I like the kid. He's, uh, he's on, um, uh, he's on a, a, a show on Adult Swim. And um, he, he took a photo in, uh, in, uh, in, in WrestleMania. 
and he was with a couple of friends. So in the caption, he writes, you know, he says, I see a lot of these guys walking around with these replica, these rec- replica belts. And I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? Why would you do that? He said, then I put one on. Then I figured it out. And then I bought one. <laughs> it's like, you have to, you have to like understand what it is. We have one here. We have the United States championship here. Um, I'm thinking about getting another one. I'm not sure which one I want yet, but I want another one. I don't, I don't know which one. I might fuck around and get like, you know, it's funny because I really don't, I don't really know. Or, you know, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that one. I, I always wanted to get the old tag team belts, but I just don't want to be the only asshole with the one tag team belt. Yeah, somebody else needs another tag team belt. We need a few of them. Uh, other than that, this week, I got a shout out to, to my baby girl, super producer Sally. She's doing well. She had a tough time last week. They had their New York City, uh, New York State test these past, uh, for the ELAs. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough going for her, but she, she muscled through. She did a hell of a job. And, uh, like I tell, I always tell her teachers, you know, she starts off slow, but then she becomes Jordan in the fourth quarter, man. Okay. You gotta, you gotta give, you gotta give her time. She, 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 she's gonna click on all cylinders. And so far, she's been doing well. Uh, she's been getting her math scores up, which I'm very proud to see. And, um, other than that, like this past week was, um, there was something, there was something that occurred to me this week that, uh, I'm, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I didn't know what was going to happen until it started manifesting. It, it started becoming something progressive little by little. Uh, as you guys know this, but uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I bragged that I finally got some, uh, sexual healing. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, cue the music motherfuckers. You know what it is. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Finally, after a long way, baby, your boy Jada Red Santi finally laid down that pipe. You could call him Roto-Ruler because he cleaned her out. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He finally got laid after a long period of time. And then she was gone. I haven't, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard from her in a minute, but it's okay though. It's all right though. It's all right. It's cool. Uh, but with that, you know, like I said, it, it became like a certain thing. But I don't know the in in the animal kingdom once they know that uh, the male be- began to have some type of uh, sexual intercourse. Once he started fucking, that's what it basically is. Once he started fucking, that other other females start noticing, and a lot of times people have told me that. I'm I'm very oblivious to women who are hitting on me, and which I am. It's like it goes way over my head because I'm not I'm so not used to it that it becomes like one of those things. I could always peep when somebody else is getting hit on. I'm like, dude, she wants to get in your drawers, man. Like for real, she likes you, man. Yeah, I haven't seen you with young ladies yet. I've seen you with young men though. You are the hit. You are the bell of the ball with the young men. But with when 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 it comes to women, it's like it goes so over my head, and I'm usually the flirty one. This past, uh, past couple of weeks, I, um, I, I, I met, I met a young woman and I always had this thing. You might, you might listen to me in an episode of, uh, uh, Call Me When It's Over where we discussed that. I don't remember what episode it was, but we were discussing like my whole dating traits or whatever. And I have this thing to where I need to be a, the spotlight needs to be on me because I'm an entertainer and I need to have that. I need to have that attention. And it's not because. I mean, only I was raised an only child, which you know I'm an only child with my mother, but um, and I was I was like that for a long time, 
most of my life. It wasn't because of that. It's because I guess that's where I can work out my, uh, my pent up aggression to what I feel about people really, because people really fucking piss me off. They really suck. And I really, I, and I, it really gets to me after a while because I, I, I guess I, I get into certain situations and I know that certain individuals don't know how to really mesh with each other. So I become like that breaker of that. Then after a while I go, okay, and now I'm annoyed or I'm being annoying. So I have to move on. So when it comes to relationships, I'm always that type that I need to be the center. And I also need to be the alpha. Like I have to be the one that knows everything. So recently I, uh, I, I met a young woman who's a professional woman has a, has a very, uh, very studious position and, uh, actually works. She works, uh, two, two jobs and, and it's, uh, it's very stable when it comes to, okay, let's just say she's mature. I have not dealt with a mature woman in such a long time. It's like, it's, it's uncommon grounds. It's, it's almost like walking on jello. You just don't know if you're going to fall in or not. It's weird. So this past, uh, this past couple of weeks, uh, I'm not going to say that we've been dating or anything like that, but it's in that feeling out process where you're, uh, trying to see whether or not this can work. And if they, you know, if there's, there's possibilities of something happen. And I've grown to learn that, well, like I said, A, she's a highly intelligent woman. Uh, B, she has a sense of humor, which is a, f- a fucking plus. That is definitely a plus. Yeah. That's a, especially with me. That is a plus. And, uh, see, it's also a thing to where I've never been a guy that's been intimidated by a woman who makes more money than me. I, 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 if you got a good credit score, that fucking helps me out tremendously you over 700 talk to me girl like we good but i've been i've never i I, i've never been in that position to where i've i'm talking to somebody and it's not all about them that there is that trade-off where there's concern and there's one thing that i have not heard in a long time and it's cute nicknames or 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 uh what you call um affirmations for an individual Hey, babe, how you doing? Baby, you okay? Sweetheart, did you eat? Like, I've not heard that from anyone in such a long time. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it almost, it's like, it's warming. And it's weird because I've, you know, you hear it from other people and you go, oh, it's so sweet. And you always sit there and you go, oh, if they ever said that to me, I would be so fucking grossed out. That would be, it's <laughs> like, oh, God, I couldn't deal with that. But to me, I've been hearing that, like, lately, and it's been, it's been soothing. It's been really comforting to hear stuff like that. So, plus, you know, then you start hearing that, you know, I start hearing stuff like, Oh, I used to play softball in high school. I'm like, what? Oh, um, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Mets fan. And I'm like, what? Oh, I love Roman Reigns. All right. That's when I go, you know what? You got to go. Fuck this. So we haven't, I haven't, I haven't spoken to her in over a week after her. She's a Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, seriously, like it, it's, it's cool when you hear stuff like that. Like the other day I said, um, you know, I, I just threw it out there cause I pretty much had to do the podcast stuff in this, this, the podcast stuff this week. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much after that, I'm going to be free because, you know, super producer is not going to be with me this weekend. And, and I just threw it out there not to like try to set anything up. It was just like, wow, just, just probably the first time in a while that I don't really have anything to do. So, you know, I get back and I get the retort. Oh, so let's go to the movies. I've never, I, that, I've never heard that. And I, like, it's always me being the one that initiates stuff. And for, for a woman to do that, it's mind blowing. But 
Nonetheless, it's still early. I'm not going to say that I'm head over, but nonetheless, I'm it's it's still in its early stages. I'm just saying like I'm not saying that it's it's anything that it could like come tomorrow, I could just say one dumb shit like I usually do and pff, I'm kicked to the curb. Shit happens. Like I I could be putting my dick in the popcorn and I'd be like, "Wow, I can't do that. I'm not supposed to be doing that." I kept dip my my penis in the nachos. Oh, why are you leaving? Where are you going? You, you forgot your soda. Wait. Hello. Fuck. Another one lost. Be sure that your boy Red is not going to do that as of yet. <laughs> not as of yet. I still have time to fuck shit up, which I I usually do, but pray for me. All right, guys, when we come back, I have uh, this week's rant as well as big, big interview. Christopher Roach, comedian, uh, podcaster. Check them out on his podcast. Not another fucking podcast. It's a hockey podcast he does with a friend of his, and it's one of those that it's it's just like TRSS. You bring the comedy. It's sports. It's it's fun, man. You guys got to check it out. It's a it's 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 for you guys who not only enjoy sports but also enjoy a good laugh that goes with it. And also, I found this out after I found this out after I didn't know that he was he was one. But he's also he's also on a little TV show that's on CBS called Kevin Can Wait. He's with um Kevin James. Yeah, he's part of that show. So um, you you, you might want to check him out there as well. And, uh, yeah, check him out on all his, uh, his, his, his stand-up dates and all that. You can check him out on his Facebook page, Christopher Roach, as well as on all his social media outlets. So be sure you check him out there. So when we come back, this week's rants, and, uh, we're gonna pay some bills. We will be back. Why, look at what we have here, folks! T-R-S-S, bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, que paso, Bobby? Listen, I know you guys like to go to the other pizzerias, like the Pizza Hole, or the Little Caesars, or the otro, que se, the, the, the one with the Capicus, que se llama Domino's. But let me tell you something, guys. You got to come try some Spanish pizza. That's right, baby. They got Papa Juan's. That's right, baby. You come down to Papa Juan's. Papa Juan's has deals for you, especially when it comes down to the sports season. I know two people like to watch you sports, and then you like to eat. Come algo también. Listen, we got deals for you here at Papa Juan's. Get it out. Get it out there for everyone. Listen, first, on Monday we have... Mofongo Madness, that's right, you get two lost pies and you get a big plate of Mofongo, that's right, that's here at Papa Wang's, and then on Wednesdays, you can order yourself some special toppings on your pizza, baby, you can pull on top of it, yeah, you can, you can pull a piña, you pull... You can even put some pernil on top of your pizza for no extra cost, man. And then, if you order two pies, you get a two liter of Malta just for free, baby. If that's here at Papa One, you too can be part of it. Oye, ven pa' acá, porque nosotros tiene cosa para ti. At Papa One, the pizzeria for your Spanish people. Ponga sazón, ponga adobo, ponga sofrito. That's right, Papa One. Come to Papa One. It's close to you, baby. And don't forget, I tell you now, with any piece that you get from us, you can get a side of acapurias, you can get a side of pastelillos, or you can get the side of ajo blanco y habichuela, or you can get a little side of uh, aguacate. That's right. You get it all, baby. It's here at Papa Wang. Papa Wang, make sure that you use the app. Go to the 
Google Play or the iTunes Store or whatever you use for your phone because some people use Cricket, Metro PCS, I don't know what is it that you use, but whatever app you use, you use Papa Wang. That's right. Make sure you use the Papa Wangs. Papa Wangs is located at any local Spanish neighborhood as well as anywhere you smell Adobo Sassong or any other Goya products. This commercial is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. You're listening to TRSS, the regular season sportscast. This is TJ Marconi, the blue-eyed devil. Stay tuned because it's the best podcast going today. This week's rant. So we concluded this past week with March Madness. We had our uh, crowning jewel of the University of North Carolina Tar Heels winning it all in such a glorious fashion, wasn't it? I guess not because everybody fucking hated it. <laughs> everybody thought it was god awful. Uh, I, I must say, I, in this rant, there's two aspects I'm going to go with this. There's two ways I want to go because I want to, I want to look at, um, officiating side and then I want to go to the athlete side of this. Okay. So fully officials, everybody had such a problem with the officiating of said game and as well as they should they should have they should have had a problem because the game was bad and the officiating may, did not make it any better uh I, I to be honest i would have liked to seen gonzaga win because they were a team that uh that keith goofed on but also that you know they they had a long history of basketball in the past 20 years they've been building that program up been competitive and such and it's a great thing for them to make it to the championship game so i, I really wanted to see that look uh, go over this past year but better team won unc wins but the officiating was god awful now people had issues with it with me not only in said game here but also in any other big game to be a super bowl be it nba championships being world series umpires whoever the case may be you have to understand the 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 the, the conglomerates of individuals who elect said officials to be a part of said game look at history of these individuals be it their seniority their experience blah blah whatever bullshit you say and they put it together to where they want to put the best in the best in these games for me you can stay and do whatever you want when it comes to that but at the end of the day emotion always comes into play Motion over. You're in front of a camera where millions of people are watching you. You don't want to fuck up, which you, if you have that mindset that you don't want to fuck up, you eventually do anyway. And then the next portion of it is that you're, you're told to make sure that this game or games are, um, to be, to be, to be monitored and officiated to the best of your ability. You doing that is already putting a, 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 a hiccup in said person's thought process. And right out the gate, you always see right off the bat, just like players, big mistakes happen. Same thing can be said about uh, officiating. The same thing happens. So you got to understand that a lot of emotion comes into play when it comes to officiating as well. Plus, I don't really understand if officials do their homework when it comes to officiating certain teams. Gonzaga and UNC are two teams that are very physical. The Bulldogs and the Tar Heels play a very physical game. And early on this game, it seems as though that the referees were taking that away from them. And it's an unfortunate thing. It's, 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 
you have to do the weights and measures of it. You have to really understand that when you get a game like this that's nitty-gritty where, you know, it, you know it's going to be a, a, a close game and people are going to be fighting two and two for nail for, for balls and, you know, getting rebounds and stuff. Sometimes you got to let the players play. And I think with the officiating, you know, I think there's too much micromanaging in that area. As I mentioned, you know, you, you have to lay, you know, let the players play. And this is the next branch of the learning tree that I'm giving to you guys. There was a remark made by JJ Reddick, and I'm just paraphrasing here because I don't remember the, the, the statement quite, uh, uh, per, um, for, for each word, but basically he's stating that it's by this time that college players should be getting paid now that scholarships are not just an, are not enough. Now, I'm not in total disagreement with that because coaches, colleges, universities are making a fucking shitload of money off of these players, especially when it comes to football and basketball. They make a boatload of fucking money off these players. Coaches are making well more in college than they would in the NBA. Can you imagine that? A college coach makes more money than they would in the NBA. The same could be said with college f- football coaches. Like they make shit. I mean, it's, 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 you could understand why a lot of college coaches don't leave. And then the other aspect is when they do go to the NFL, they're a bomb because it's not the same type of module that they're used to because with NFL, there's so much hands in the cookie jar of trying to get this, you know, they with the owners and the general managers and stuff like that. You're not able to be the college, the college coach in the NFL that you would want to be. There's only been a handful of coaches who've been able to do that to make that transition. But to rerun back to my, my first statement, which is college players should be given something. Now, mind you, the full scholarship ride is, it's a beautiful thing, but you got to take a consideration. A lot of these guys don't want it. They do the one and dones. You know, they, they're forced to do the one year and they're gone. They don't even care. So that's a wasted scholarship for an individual. It's done. Somebody who would, who would take full advantage of a full year ride and, 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 and play the sport, be the student athlete and build something from it afterwards is losing out because you've given a one and done to this one individual. It's not like you're going to say, okay, we were spending, you know, we were going to give him the scholarship and in the next three years we'll give it to somebody else because he only used one year. No, it doesn't work like that. So I think there should be some type of stipend or something that is given to these student athletes. The other problem is that you got to remember that basketball and football are not the only sports that are represented in college sports. You have baseball, you have hockey, you have lacrosse, you have uh uh, uh, rowing rowing is big in a lot of colleges a lot of people don't know about that rowing is big like it's funny to say like but you know you get four guys in a fucking boat going upstream motherfuckers watch that shit you have gymnastics competitive gymnastics in college volleyball players you know there's a certain level fencing colleges have a lot of so should a college football player get the same amount as a college basketball player? Should a college basketball player get the same amount as a gymnast? Like, are we now, would we now have to break down the, the amount of salary given or is it all straight across the board? Because the football player is going to sit there and say, I think my sport generates more of a revenue than volleyball does. And a baseball player would say the same thing about 
someone who's who's doing gymnastics. Like we're all gonna get three hundred fifty dollars a month, but I think my sport gets more money than yours does. So how does that break down? Like really, it it that's a really slippery slope that you're 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 basically working with there. And to be honest, a lot of guys and a lot of teams they they all work through boosters although it's like not discussed boosters for those who don't know are individuals who are probably former alumni or companies who invest quote unquote in said colleges they uh they they donate quote unquote to said universities and colleges this is what is said but you know is there any boosters for fencing is there any boosters for the college bowling team or the college golfing team I bet you there was a booster there when fucking um Tiger Woods was playing for Stanford. I bet you they that their asses were there for that shit. But once he left, it's like, is there anybody else there? And who's pitching money for that? Guys going to be honest, the only thing I always said for student athletes when they go on campus is they want a car. They don't care a fuck about nothing else. As long as they have a car, they don't care about nothing because they could get around campus and they could show off. They could they could they could get their lunch tickets, they could get their wolf tickets, whatever the case may be. But um. There, there, there has to be something done to regulate this. Although you say this, the, the student, uh, the students are benefiting from the scholarships. It's like, really, are they, are they really benefiting? I think we really need to, to manage, to, to, to manage this and take a look at what's going on. When we come back, we have tons to go down. We have, uh, talking sports and shit. Have a big interview in the next segment with Christopher Roach from Kevin Kenway, as well as his podcast. Not another pucking podcast. Love that. I love that name. That shit is dope. <laughs> so yeah, when we come back, tons, tons going on. Um, supposedly waiting for the Keith. I don't know when Keith is at. Um, I think if he doesn't show up, hey, the show will go on. But when we come back, like I said, comedian Christopher Roach will be here. Give you guys a minute. Hey, this is Chris Roach, and you're listening to TRSS. You have to forgive me, I'm a little off. Normally I come up and I do a little break dancing routine, but uh, I had an injury. I sustained an injury about a month ago. I was over here on 7th Avenue going for an audition. I don't know if you've seen the size of some umbrellas lately. How goddamn big. This woman is rushing towards me. I, I, I thought it was her patio umbrella. Like, <laughs> she doesn't even see me because she's talking on her cell phone, but... I see her little Shih Tzu's head sticking out of her pocketbook. This dog's looking at me like, uh, this bitch ain't stopping. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. I'm yeah. Happy holidays. This is tough. I'm trying to keep the weight down. This is a tough time. Since last winter, I lost a lot of weight. But uh, this is when I knew how to lose weight. Last winter, big wake-up call. This one's for the men. Driving in my car, hit a pothole. My titties bounced. <laughs> I never felt anything like that in my life. I'm just driving along, it's like, oh my god! I had to pull over and collect myself. I mean, there was a point, uh, like last winter, I didn't care, I was so depressed, I would just wake up every morning and throw baby powder underneath them for the day. <laughs> right, ladies? Nobody likes this. I gotta tell you, now, I love baby powder. I mean, a bottle of weak eye goes in I put that shit everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Like a Zeppeli, I just... Uh, 
Oh my god, I get in there. You put on so much baby powder, you sit down like, hey guys, hey. <laughs> uh, very self-conscious of my height too. I would never sit up front of the show. I'm very self-conscious. You know, I, if I go to a show and I sit in front of people, they're like. No, I swear, I go to church every Sunday. I sit down. That nice old lady, she's behind me. She's like. I can't see Jesus. <laughs> I turned around. I said, relax, lady. He's still up there. <laughs> if he moves, you know, because I'll be the first one out the friggin' door. <laughs> Happy holiday. <laughs> wow. Man, so yeah, trying to keep the weight down. Another wake-up call this happened to me last winter. My wife and I were shopping in this furniture store, and I happened to be walking by this display of full-length mirrors. I caught my reflection like... Holy shit. When did my neck start eating my head? You know, I was good looking, man. My 20s, I had a neck and head. I don't know when they melted into this chinette. I have no idea. Or as my nephew said to me at Thanksgiving, hey, Uncle Chris, nice meat scarf. Hey, fuck you, kid. <laughs> Well, my, my, my wife's been really good at helping me keep the weight off. She's been great. I gotta listen to my wife. I married a Puerto Rican woman. Woo! I like that shit. Yeah. You know where I met my wife? True story. My wife was working at a movie theater in Queens. And uh, I walked up to the counter. I said, hey, can I get a medium popcorn and a medium Coke? She looks back at me, these long red nails. It was sexy. She's like, you know... For 10 cent more, you could have a large cock. <laughs> That's very affordable. <laughs> what can I get for a quarter? I don't know what I'm more excited to talk to you about. I'm just kicking it off right now. You might as well just go straight into it. I don't know what I'm more excited to talk to you about, uh, your your stand-up comedy or the fact that you're married to a Puerto Rican woman. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Being from the Puerto Rican heritage that I am from, I already know the um, the, the, the gift and the curse that is. <laughs> well, the food's good. That is true. <laughs> How long you guys been married? Ten years. Yikers. <laughs> Ten years, and uh, I love the food. I love the pernil. If I'm saying that right, yeah, yo, yo, you there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's certain things I say. My wife's like, "No, idiot, that's not the way you say it." Is she from? Does, is, no. is she? Is she the heavy accent Puerto Rican? No, in my act, in my act, she is. But no, she's from Long Island. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't hear too much Puerto Ricans from Long Island, depending on where they where exactly they're from. <laughs> <laughs> she's technically Puerto Rican. All right. <laughs> She's from an island, but, you know, Long Island's a stretch yeah, for us. That's right. So it's true you guys met at a movie theater, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we met at a movie theater. She's working at a movie theater, and uh, love at first sight, buddy. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Not many people can say you know, they have love at first sight at a movie theater unless they're uh, at a certain, you know, movie theater that used to be, you know, a few years ago on 42nd Street. Oh, well, I know what you're talking about. 
like you would see my mullet if you say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, uh, but mullet, I had a, had a nice mullet back in the day. Yeah, but being from being from Long Island, uh, you you must have had your fair shares of uh, squabbles when it came to uh, uh, individuals in, in in sports and such. Being, I, I'm going to assume that you're an Islander fan. No, I'm, I'm a Ranger fan. Really? Because, now I know you was in some yeah, fights I, out there. Yeah, I grew up in the heart of uh, I don't the country, but I was a Ranger fan because my dad was a uh, NYPD, he was a subway cop right by the garden and he would get me sticks from the players oh wow and uh and i started with, i i really liked this guy nick fatiwa that was on the rangers he was a fighter back then i used to watch him getting into fights when i'm like eight years old and uh so that's that's how i became a ranger fan wow see yeah you then you definitely yeah. were into some squabbles out there <laughs> oh yeah i had a it was wasn't easy growing up especially when the islands were winning all those stanley cups and uh you know, there were times we had some tough losses throughout the Islanders. Uh, uh, we were just talking about one, uh, my friend and I, the other day. It was the Ken Morrow goal. I think that was 1982 or maybe earlier. And it, there was nothing worse when you got eliminated from the Islanders and happened to having to go uh, into school the next day. That was tough. Yeah, I... I, I bleed I bleed the Ranger uh, red white and blue it's it's uh, it's it's been you know I've, I became I became a fan of hockey in the early to mid nineties uh, shout out to uh, EA Sports and uh, NHL games for that <laughs> it, it brought me oh I love that you know, I love those games yeah they brought me into it and then I I peaked at my right time because that's when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup and stuff and it was like yes finally and then uh, we we've just had a fluttery of uh, uh, agita since then. But, uh, yeah, you, that was good. That was, what's your outlook for them this season? Well, the first round is going against uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, it's, it's going to be a tough one. The, 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 if they get past, if, they, if they're lucky enough to get past the Montreal Canadiens, which they're, they're definitely the underdogs in this series, um, unless somebody gets hurt, like I know Shea Weber was out uh, for the uh, Canadiens, and unless somebody gets hurt, It'd be tough for the Rangers, but whoever gets past that series, they got to play the Penguins or the Capitals, or it, it's the second round is going to be. I mean, the East Coast is where it's at this year, and like there's some matchups that are. It's almost a shame that they're not a Stanley Cup matchup. You'll have like uh, Pittsburgh playing Columbus, and then it'll be who knows, maybe Pittsburgh and Washington, which is like an incredible series, especially this year. It's 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 like you said the East is a dog fight because you know the majority of guys you know teams that are in there you know they have a hundred points scored uh, uh, on, on on in the standings and it's like everybody's out there like gritting and griming. I I for me the Rangers I've always I've always put that uh, we need to start putting more shots on goal. That's the thing that's been killing that, that that's been killing me. Yeah, and it's, yeah. This season I agree with you. This season has been a little. They've been light on the shots on net. Usually they were. You know, years back, they were always the dominant one with shots on net. Yeah, and I've always felt as though that um, once, once, once we do that and apply the pressure, we've been able to 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 hold teams off. But you know, it, it's it's been tough. You know, and I've been feeling that for the past se- like you know season or two. This it's been the same thing. Yeah, but uh, still, there's nothing like you know. I was fortunate enough to get put on this show with Kevin and. Uh, I use that little celebrity status, so I've been getting some good seats with the games, man. I'm telling you, it's insane. I'm just some guy from Long Island, and next thing you know, I'm sitting two rows behind the bench 
uh, at the game, which is unbelievable. Oh man, you are. You see, that's that's where I'm hoping to peak with with the podcast here. I'm hoping to peak where I yeah. can start drop name dropping, and I could get at least. You know, I won't get two 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 rows away. Maybe I could be twenty two rows away, but somewhere in the vicinity, I'm okay. That's it. Twenty two rows. I think twenty two might be perfect. Sometimes, like, I mean, the second row is great because you get to see the reaction on the players' faces when they're coming back to the bench. But like, say when to, to my left, when the when they shoot down there, the, the glass kind of like the way the glass comes to the bench, that little corner there, if, if it's right in front of the net. It's hard to see the net. You got to like stand up and. People love when I stand up. <laughs> yeah, you are a tiring figure, my, my, my good man. Uh, what is that, 6'6"? Six, 6'6", six? Yeah. Six, six, you know, 6'9 and pumps. Oh. I'm a big man. Sexy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know. I, good vision. Yeah, and, and me being, uh, I, I can't say I'm tall in stature, but I am portly. Uh, I, I do I do right. have to have that uh, that that whole uh, demeanor in which that I'm a big presence and where I am. Do you, do you often get, of course you often get the, Hey, big man, can you sit down? <laughs> oh, all the time. All the time. I'm, I'm very self-conscious of that. Like it's not so bad at the garden, but I know like say like a, a jet game or somewhere I'll go. I feel like I'm really big there for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> seats, I don't know who, I don't know who designed those seats at the Meadowlands, but when you sit in those seats, you got to like, you got to make a deal with the guy next to you. All right, my shoulder's going to be in the front. Yours is going to be in the back. You know, it's so tight. You become roommates really quick. And, you, know, you have to be yeah. accommodating. And then after like three or four beers, you're like, hey, this ain't so bad. It's kind of comfortable. No, after three or four beers, I'm probably putting my arm around somebody, and I'm hoping and it's not a guy. I'm hoping. That's right. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I, go, I go to the game with some big boys, so it's like, oh, boy. When I get... Remind me never to get seized behind you guys. I might actually have a good time, but I may never see any of the games. I know. I, know. <laughs> I usually I, I sit on the seat like everybody's standing up, and I, I'll just push the seat up and sit on top of the seat because it's the worst when there's like a little kid behind me. Mommy, I can't see. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Do you just pick them up and put them on your shoulder and be like, hey, all right, kid, fine. <laughs> oh, they I afraid I get arrested. <laughs> so, of course, you're a Rangers fan. Is there? Uh, and um, I gotta say that Washington finally woke up, and it seems as though that they're basically just gonna look like they're gonna be the dominating team going into the playoffs. Uh, do you oh, yeah. do you see the stretch? I I, I was kind of excited because there was a time that they were looking shaky for that moment, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is the point where they could start breaking apart, and then they finally get it back together. It's like, crap, fuck, no. They're clicking. I mean, the Rangers played them last night, and the Rangers played them good, but they are so dangerous. Yeah. They have they have so many weapons, and they got guys coming back healthy. And uh, The only other one to be nervous about would be uh, Pittsburgh, but now Pittsburgh just lost, I think, Latang or Koditz. I can't remember who. Right, yeah. Both. Yeah. And uh, so they got, they got a problem. And I know, uh, uh, what's the name of the guy they call Gino is not fully healthy, uh, Malkin. Okay, my. Yeah, he's not fully healthy, so it's going to be interesting. The East is going to be really interesting. I'd be surprised if one of the East teams didn't go all the way. I'd be surprised. Uh, who do you who do you see coming out of the West though? Like, what's a what's a, what's a big threat coming out there? Because that that's that's basically a crapshoot there. Yeah, I mean, there's some good teams. Who, I don't know. I don't know who you got out there. Uh, San Jose? Uh, are they even in it? <laughs> So entertaining this year. I haven't really been looking. I know because we've you know? we've been usually we've been usually uh, 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 put to the side because of how the uh, the West have have been such an entertainment fast paced uh, division. 
conference. Oh, yeah, they were dominant with L.A. L.A. was dominant for a few years, and, and San Jose was great. And, uh, you know, but now it's just seems that it's happening. Uh, it's going to be somewhere over here. It's going to be the Capitals. It's going to be uh, the Penguins or, or Columbus might surprise everybody. And as always, you got those, pecky bla- those pesky Blackhawks that always seem to poke their heads in whenever they get the chance to oh, you know, play oh sport. How can, I, how, how can I forget them? I was saying, whoever's been doing the scouting, uh, for for uh, the Blackhawks over the last decade needs needs an award because the, the players that they just like gave up because they had to, they had so many great players that they could give up like Caravanen to uh, to to, to uh, Carolina they can give up um, what's his name to Columbus the guy they had that was really big it'll come to me. he was like he was like a really good rookie big kid the name will come to me but uh, they were letting players go like even like they had. Kevin Hayes from the Rangers that was there, right? And, and we had to like we had a bargain to get him. Yeah, they, um, they, it was about a year. I think it was season two ago where they just pretty much did a a clean house, and it, you would think that it hurt them, but no, pretty much they 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 they, they benefited uh, from it. It's amazing, and then they get like another rookie coming up. That's great. They, they just have what a surplus of talent that that team has had. Unbelievable. Uh, so hockey is—it's not only—it's not your, your your only love. You're also—you just mentioned that you're at you know jet games or something like that and other venues. What what other sports out there that you're? Are you are you just a big heavy sports guy? Well, I'm a I'm a big Ranger fan. That's my number one team. And number two team is the Jets. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I, I have never—I was never that much into baseball until I got on the show and I went to a bunch of games with them last year. I went to the home opener this year. And I'm really getting into it. I got to say, they, they're turning me into a Met fan. But I think with baseball, I could probably swing either way. You know? Yeah. Well, that, luckily, luckily, you're saying it for baseball. It's not a you know lifestyle. That, 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 <laughs> that could be something different to talk yeah. about. That'd be another show. <laughs> yeah, but I was. Uh, I said, uh, I wish. I wish I went to more live baseball games as a kid. The only baseball game I ever went to before last season was the uh, 9/11 uh, Piazza home run. Right. That was my first game ever. Okay. That was my first baseball game ever. Now, but you went to you went to the, the perfect one. Then it's one of those, it's one of those things yeah. that I I can't you know with me in baseball it's a love hate thing because I I I can't really sit and watch it on TV like I I enjoy mostly like when I watch the replays when they you know they speed it up and it's like an hour game rather than when you're there it's a different kind of game to watch it's different. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly it, and you know. I went to opening day with with, with uh, Kevin and guys from the show, and we were sitting like in the. I think we were in like the fourth row. I'm like, oh my god, you know, the fourth row, and we're right by like uh, kind of like in between home plate and first base. And man, and the pitchers look even faster alive. I'm like, wow, how the hell, how how does a human being throw a ball that fast? Yeah. I, I a few years ago I went to a I was at the uh, Met and Yankee series and I remember this this is this the same season uh, Jeter was retiring and I remember him being uh, probably he had to be a midfield mid mid outfield almost almost into the deep outfield and he was just lobbing the ball to home plate like if it was nothing like it just it just looked like it was a casual toss and it was just getting there and I was like wow this is this, to see it live is amazing. It really is. I, like I said, I'm really getting into it now, and I wish I saw some games when I was a kid. But I was so obsessed with—I was so hockey obsessed as a kid, playing it, watching it. What, 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 was, what uh, position you played as a kid? 
I was playing defense, and I was I was okay. I, I you know I just, I always loved the game, and then when I got older, I uh, I started coaching a little bit. I had to stop coaching not too long ago because I almost knocked out a parent. <laughs> and, uh, We've all been there. I've done that before. Not not knock out a parent, but been frustrated. Yeah, but parents get like so they get so into it that they don't realize when they when it's making fun of a kid on the other team that there's a relative nearby. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it's that. That's probably the most frustrating part of when you're dealing with uh, the kids aspect of coaching because it's not even it's not even the kids. It's the parents. It's just it's it's nauseating. No, and the parents are fighting, and the kids are playing. Like, what the hell's going on? We just came to play hockey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so, embarrassing. So, when you were a kid, did you were you did you always feel as though that it, it was it was it was sports, but it was also you were, you know, you had this comedic sense. You were, you know, the funny kid in class and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I was always, uh, I was like the class comedian, but I also had a, I was also like very shy. Like, uh, if I did something funny and I made somebody laugh, they would call other people and they were like, do, do it again, make me laugh, show me what you just did, and I would freeze up. Right. Uh, but that's kind of what led me into stand-up comedy. I was uh, to try to get a, a grip on uh, my public speaking fear, and uh, I started doing the open mics. And it went from like I always say, like a fear of death, to like uh, that excitement you get right before, when you're on a roller coaster and it's going on the up. You're going uphill, and you're thinking to yourself, "What am I doing?" And then the roller coaster at the end of the roller coaster, you get off, and what do you say? I want to get back on. Right. So it, it becomes like a. It really is addictive. It's funny because it's funny that you you mentioned that because that is that is probably the duality of the two uh, biggest fears that individuals have. One is death, and two is uh, speaking in front of people. And from what I remember, number one is speaking in a public place. That's that's the biggest fear that people have. And for you to yeah. do this in front of a you know a crowd, a room, and stuff, it, it, it takes a lot of gall, man. Like, was it um your first your, your first time on stage? Can you can you remember it? Yeah, I do. I do. It was. Uh, I took one of these comedy courses where they help you write five minutes, and then you invite everybody to your big show. And you know, of course, they're all friends and family, so they're laughing at everything you say. And I'm thinking, like, wow, I'm, uh, this is great. I'm, uh, I'm really good at this. And then I go to an open mic where no one knows me. Like four days later, I do the same seven minutes, and after two minutes, I run out of material and I, and I run off stage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but uh, uh, how long you been doing you know, it? Fourteen years now. Wow! And I'm actually sitting in a parking lot. I'm sitting in a parking lot right right now in uh, the Paramount in Huntington on Long Island, and I'm going to open up for Kevin James tonight. Nice, nice. Yeah, this big theater. Uh, yeah, it's like it's just an incredible thing, and you know, I'm I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident about it. Then all my friends and relatives are texting me good luck, and that's making me nervous. I'm like, what do you mean good luck? What do you, what's, what do you, do you know something I don't know? <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been um I've been writing five minutes for like the past three years. It's like it's just whenever I have like a note in uh in, in my phone and everything's like genius thought. So every time I have like some type of premise or or or, or some type of uh, uh uh one thought witty uh notion in my head i'll just jot it down and i'm that's just me putting together my act for like the next like three three years i, I i've done stand up once it was in the most horrible venue but it was like you said it was the most exhilar exhilarating experience to do man i love it but speaking oh, yeah. in public is not it difficult is. for me but just trying to get the response like you would do in a small crowd is different right now uh where do you, where do you live i'm in ridgewood queens uh Oh, you're a Queens boy. Yeah, right. I'm, a, I'm 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 
I'm relocated. I'm used, I'm originally from Brooklyn. I'm from uh, not the hipster Williamsburg. I'm from the darker '90s Williamsburg. But uh, we uh, moved to Queens, <laughs> and um, and I'm like I said, I'm Puerto Rican myself, so I understand the whole penny thing. You know, I actually make a mean penny myself. <laughs> oh, that's my that's my that's my favorite dish in the whole world. Better than pizza. Better than anything. It's my ah, favorite see dish. now I know we we can link up. I could we can invite, invite you over. Talk comedy, uh, kick it with some hockey, and uh, have a nice piece of cuero from the penin. There we go. We could do that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. But uh, I'm getting turned on over here. Oh, don't don't go on stage like that, Kevin. Kevin James might think it's for him. So no. you know, it's funny. I, I used to uh, I used to live when I was until I was like five or six. We lived in Glen Oaks, Queens, and then my dad, like in '74, moved us out to Ronkonkoma, which I mean. It was, it was the real true bo- boonies back then. It was like dirt roads and everything. Now it's like crowded. Right. Like anywhere USA, it's crowded. <laughs> but when we moved there, like we had like I had two friends because there was there wasn't that many kids. Yeah. When you are so my father, my father was a, I don't know what he did that for. He was a, he, my dad was a subway cop. He was a city guy. Grew up in the Bronx, and I guess he always had that dream of the white picket fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, when he wanted he wanted to relocate as far away as he could. <laughs> He just wanted to make the move. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know that you have, like you said, you have a big night tonight at the Paramount with Kevin James opening it up. That's a that's that's a that's a that's a good look like that. Is it is it tough being you know being on the having to be on the road and having a juggling marriage and family and stuff like that? Um, it was at first, but we you know my wife and I kind of we're getting used to it. Where uh, you know I try not to be like if I'm going to be on the road for a week, I try to like alternate where at least I'm home for a week you know I try to do that or I'm performing locally for a couple of weeks and then I go back out on the road but uh, you know when she sees the money she's not so upset (laughs) (laughs) it's always great when I get a comedian on the show because I've had uh, uh, James Mad Dog Madden on the show and I had uh, Dan Chenard as well I love him yeah, I've had, yeah, he's a, he's a good friend to the show. He's always been he's he's a, he, he's actually was there. He was present when I did my first uh stand up. It, it was it was god awful. It was in the middle of a wrestling wrestling ring. It's a long story, but um it, it, it's it's one of those things I love when I have comedians on because I feel as though that it's it's quietly opening the door in my eyes to to you know finally making that step to do an open mic and stuff like that and gentlemen and women like you inspire me to to continue to do what i do and i hope that uh you come back and um and, and please you know i'm gonna i'm gonna add you as a friend you have a facebook you have let everybody know where they can get you on social media yeah definitely uh on facebook christopher brian roach and uh it's at uh on twitter it's at roach comic and um the, the, roach the, comic and, I think Instagram too. That Roach comic and your and your your podcast. Uh, not another pucking podcast. I got that. What a name. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not another pucking podcast. I love it. Hands on hockey. It's on iTunes. We have also a Facebook page. Uh, we have a Twitter comics on hockey. So it's definitely uh, like we first just started. We were just winging it, you know. And now it's it's we're really starting to get a structure and. I think I think we got Dancing Larry coming in soon from the Rangers. You know the guy that dances up in the stands. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got him coming in. It's gonna, you know, it's getting bigger and better every week. Come on, baby. Do you enjoy it? Why have you on one night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, please, dude. Yeah. That'll be amazing. You you enjoy it because I, you know, I'm I'm already. This is like my 81st episode. I'm almost two years doing this. You know, just doing comedy oh, and sports. Thank you. And uh, 
It's it's I haven't I haven't gotten to that point where I'm not loving it. I'm I'm still every week, you know, compiling information, doing all the stuff and and it's just been it's it's been a blessing, man. And me guys like you, it's been fun. Have have you been enjoying the ride podcasting as well? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's uh you know, again, learning experience, getting the material beforehand and you know, first it took me a little while getting used to having the headphones on and, and hearing my breath and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> When, when you what do you guys do it out of a studio and because uh, I, I have like my makeshift stuff in my apartment that's my that's where I work at that's you know you got to keep it homegrown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We have um, at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, uh, Long Island. There's a in the back. They have a little radio room they made. That's a nice little setup that we can all go in and we do our podcast and then right before the show and then we go out and we make people laugh. Oh man, that's awesome, man! Every time I hear Governor's, I always think of uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling. Hey, like that's what oh. I was. Thinking. Oh yeah, he was the mascot of that place for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, um, once again, I want to thank you for being on the show. I don't want to hold up your your time. You you you're, you're an amazing man. Who was it? Thank you for 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 spending a little time here with TRSS and uh, sharing your insights on uh, hockey and Spanish food and, and all. <laughs> Oh great man! No, I love that. I love to come back. Thank you. Oh thank you. Believe me, I will reach out to you again and uh, have a have a have a good one and good luck tonight. And let's go Rangers. Let's go, Rangers, baby. Let's go. All right, sir. Have a good one. Enjoy. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Once again, I want to thank Christopher Brian Roach for stopping by at the regular season sportscast. Make sure you check them out at Not Another Pucking Podcast. You can check them out on iTunes. That's where you get a whole rundown and all their episodes. Check them out there. Also, check them out on his Facebook page at Christopher Brian Roach on Facebook. And get all his other social media outlets where he gets his uh his comedy tour dates uh where where he'd be uh appearing and such for his stand-up gigs as well as of course he's stand he's he's guest starring with kevin james on kevin can't wait on cbs guys when, when when you get when you get a person like that on your show and you're not realizing what kind of star power you have on there it, it's 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 eye-opening for me man it's it's such a great thing especially when when how much admiration i have for comedians knowing that one day one day I would I would fulfill my 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 goal to do at least a, a solid five minute stand up act, whether it be bad or good. I I'm I'm gonna do it. I, I I it's it's coming it's coming soon it's coming soon. I'll let you guys know when the disaster and the bombing will happen. It'll be worse bombing than Syria. Ooh, bad joke, bad joke, bad joke. That's why I'm not on, I'm not doing stand up yet. When we come back, we got uh more coming down with talking sports and shit. So um. Stick around. Oh, that was bad. What is wrong with me? <laughs> are you a fan of wrestling? Of course you are. Because if you were, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? But check this out. You know, there is other promotions out there other than the big ones like WWE, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Evolve, New Japan. You do know that there are independent wrestling promotions out there. Check this out. In the East Coast, there's an independent promotion that's blowing up. New York City's own House of Glory Wrestling. Check them out. They've been around. They've been doing it up big. And tell you, I'm a frequent, frequent attendee to these shows, and they do not disappoint. I guarantee it. House of Glory Wrestling is coming to you guys April 22nd on a Saturday. If you're in the New York City area, check them out live. New World Rising. This is what it is at House of Glory, man. It's coming down. WWE and WCW legends Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will be in the building. Tons of trouble. I mean, I've always gone to these shows and I get excited when I'm there. 
You got the House of Glory Tag Team Champs EYFBO Also known as LAX And Impact Wrestling That's their tag champs They're going up against Psychosis and Super Crazy You remember those guys right? Also scheduled to appear House of Glory's champion Anthony Gangone House of Glory's elite champion Ken Broadway Evander James Tank Flanders Smiley Fairchild You got You got a whole ton of list This guy is girls Every Sonya Strong You guys Seriously, you can't miss it. House of Glory Wrestling will be the place to be in April. And for one night only, one night only, House of Glory will be at Elmcore Youth and Adult Activity Center in 107-20 Northern Boulevard of Florida. So if you're in the New York City area, you got to come. Tickets are still available. HouseofGloryWrestling.net is where you can get it. But listen, I've been in attendees for these shows. These tickets go fast. You got to make sure that you are in the building to be part of this. I'm telling you, you get to see me, Jay, the Red Santee, as well as the TRSS Turnbuckle Tabloid crew. We'll be in the building. Hashtag regulars. We're always there. Check us out. House of Glory Wrestling. Be there. I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss this one. Hey, guys. This is Drew Galloway. And you're listening to the podcast called TRSS. Live the gimmick. Is Keith and the Acquired Taste. So kicking off Keith and the Acquired Taste, as always, this segment, we always give it to Keith. This is his moment where he expresses his thoughts, opinions, and whatever foolishness flies out of his mouth. That, that intro, though, you might have scared a lot of kids away with that. I, I'm hoping. That's the, that's exactly what I was aiming for. That's the, that's the look I was going for. So this week, uh, Keith and I, we usually uh, we, we pitch things, thoughts, and ideas to each other. This is, this is what we do here, as well as when Matt, when Matt Fan Matt is, 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 is on board with stuff. We usually just throw stuff around. This week was a big moment for a lot of football players. Uh well, football players, football fans, uh, NFL, whatever. It, it, it I, let's just say it didn't impact me the way that it might have impacted a lot of other people. But Keith really saw something with this. This past week, we we saw the quote unquote retirement of Tony Romo. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as always, Keith, I mean, what was yours? Well, you 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 didn't feel the impact that I felt, but I didn't. It wasn't more or less like along the lines where I felt like I was like feeling the fact that oh Tony Romo's retired, I, I, I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> like no, it wasn't that bullshit. The thing was is that he changed the NFL. Like I I, I look at it as it's rare that he, and it's, I I know Tony Romo was a good quarterback. I would never put him in the realms of a great quarterback. I don't even know why people are even using the Hall of Fame word. I would never. He's nowhere near that. The thing is, is that he changed the NFL in, in the most unique way in probably the most unique year where all these teams that need a quarterback and all these, like, you know, draft aficionados talking about these, these quarterbacks are not good enough and, and X, Y, and Z about this situation. And you don't know if this team is going to pay that guy. And you don't know if Jerry Jones really wants to keep Tony and he doesn't really believe in Dak Prescott and, and all you hear is all these things where he'll go to Houston, he'll go to fucking the Kansas City Chiefs, he'll go to Denver, he'll go here, he'll stay there, blase, blazu, and he retired. So then a lot of shit like falls and like 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 the dominoes didn't fall into place. The dominoes got scattered like at your uncle's table when you you know you're starting to play a game and shit. 
Like that's what happened. A reset. Maddie would not know what that means. Bendito. They don't know. Like, they don't yeah, he that. don't know. You know, the capicu is the <laughs> chuchazo or nothing. Like <laughs> he know, might yeah. think like literally like that's like a class he has to take for Spanish. <laughs> the this, thing is, yeah. This past week, Maddie said he wish he was. He says, "Why am I white?" Because he had Benny for the first time. Oh yeah. He, Did you call it pernil? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, talk about steering, of course. But yeah, so the pernier in this, the pernier in this the is Tony, in the, this. the cuero in this is is the fact that by Tony Romo retiring, you, you you automatically sit there and say, "All right, Denver might need a quarterback. They may not need a quarterback. Are they really gonna stay with Paxton Lynch after what we saw? I believe they will. You just drafted him. You know, you got Trevor Simeon. How long is he gonna do that? They're gonna have a quarterback battle." Is is John Elway gonna really like sit there and put his franchise in the hands of those two guys? Weird, right? I know. I don't. I, it doesn't come to me. Doesn't compute. No, doesn't work. So the thing is, is that now you go to the team that everybody thought he should have went to, Houston. And what does Houston do? They do everything right but quarterback. They they, they literally do everything right. But quarterback, they build a roster the the right way it should be defensively, and then they tinker around, get nice little offensive pieces. They 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 spend money in free agency. What happens? They 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 they, they drop a sh- a tard as, as as big as this fucking table in terms of quarterbacks. They wanted Johnny Manziel. Like, let's just throw that out there. They, you know, they they said no to Derek Carr because they had his brother. That that's the type of shit that they pull, the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. They do everything right but quarterback. So they had the chance to get Tony, and apparently rumors were that he wanted them as their number one suitor. And they they really didn't really like look like they wanted him that much. So now we have a, a, a Super Bowl roster. That's what I'm saying, a Super Bowl caliber roster. Not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Please do not get my words twisted. But they have the right pieces to make it to that luxurious game. They have Tom Savage and Brandon Whedon. Okay, moving on. We don't even need to divulge in that. <laughs> Kansas City. There was a lot of rumors. I never believed them or or felt any truth to those rumors because I still think Alex Smith is good enough. I don't know. I still believe in it. Call me blind. Yes, I know he hasn't done much, but I like Alex Smith. But I really didn't think Alex Smith was going to play second fiddle to Tony Romo. I really didn't. He's 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 their locker room guy. I think that would mess up the locker room, and Andy Reid is not that type of guy. Once the locker room goes, I think Andy Reid gets rid of the drama of the locker room, and that's a good roster too, another Super Bowl caliber roster. I know nobody really likes Alex Smith, but now they're going again with Alex Smith with a Super Bowl contending roster. By the way, that Denver roster is pretty good, too. They're not far from Super Bowl caliber. Those three teams wanted Tony Romo. And then you have Dallas. Now, I sat here and told my my, my, my close friends, and I we sat around and we, we spoke about this, and we let it marinate for a while, and we said, listen, I think this is a lose-lose for every single party, even Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, yes, he still has to pay the remaining part of Tony Romo's contract, and he'll split it between the 2018 season and 2009 season. But to, what 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 does Dallas get out of this? Nothing. You just let a guy retire when you you, you probably you probably could have got something out of it. I don't really think Tony Romo wanted to retire. That this is where I'm leading up to. Like I I think they kind of forced them because they didn't want I, not they Jerry Jones didn't want Tony Romo to go to any other team. 
I just felt like he didn't want to see Tony Romo win one game in a different color jersey than Dallas's jersey. I really believe that. And I feel like he made it. He A lot of people saying, oh, he, he was with Tony Romo the whole way. I felt like he was with Tony Romo the whole way in getting him that CBS job because Jerry Jones could get you any job by the snap of his fingers because he's Jerry Jones. Like Phil Sims. People wanted uh, Peyton Manning to fill that spot. Peyton yeah, Manning yeah, wasn't yeah, gonna I fill it. Hear, yeah. Then you're telling you can't. You, you go from Peyton Manning as as the guy who you want, and Peyton Manning's on with it, and then you drop to Tony Romo. And by the way, you don't do people, that for people who worried about Phil Sims. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll so be fine. He actually he's actually still doing the playoff games. Yeah, and I heard he's doing the playoff and plus. Yeah, he has NFL he'll network. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. But my thing is that CBS goes from. Wanting Payton, which would have been really cool, like for me, because I love Payton, to Tony Romo. Like, come on, that's Jerry Jones. It's not. It's funny because a lot of people were telling me they goes, "How is it that he gets a job? He gets a job like that, and we've never really heard him speak. Like, we don't even know." You know, it's funny you say that because I've never heard him speak. I'm a big Tony Romo fan in terms of the quarterback that he he is. I actually can't 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 count more than maybe three four times that I saw him like on Sunday Countdown. They did like a segment with him. Yeah. And he really didn't do much speaking, but apparently everybody says that when they have the, those conversations with him, that he's a, he's a brain, he's this. But we don't know, like that. I that always job, just said that he's a likable guy. People yeah, he looks like, like a, him. Yeah, he, he looks like, like him. no, he, I, he's, I, like a, yeah, he's like another I mean, fucking Tim Tebow. Yeah, he looks like a likable guy. I mean, I honestly felt bad for him because a lot of those times Dallas never treated him right, and like for especially folks like me who are Jet fans who don't have no idea what it is to have a franchise quarterback. They had one. <laughs> they had one, and they treated him like dog shit. They really did. For a while, for a while, Tony Romo was yeah. dogged by his fans, and now they're crying for him. But you know what the funny thing is about this is that what Tony Romo's doing to Phil Sims is what Dak Prescott did to him. Isn't that funny? Dak Prescott, rookie, no experience, nothing, just goes in there, does a, a hell of a job. He, he, he takes the job from a veteran. Tony Romo never done this job before. He has no experience with this. Yeah, he's a great mind. He probably could speak amazing when it comes to the game and the tactics and the ins and outs and, and going with the flow of the game like that. But we've never seen him in the booth like that. And then he, you know, I don't like CBS because Jim Nance is a fucking turd. Like seriously, the, he, every 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 network has that one. Jim Nance is a fucking Everybody, turd. I every, hate Jim Nance. Every time I think of Jim Nance, I think of golf being like gay. Like I just think of that. Like I hear the ma- the and views, the masters. Like, the views and expressions of yeah. of Keith is not the same shared by TRS. Think of shit. Sorry. <laughs> My head rage works. Yeah, dead. like like Jim Nance is like literally like like the way the the best way I can put it is like literally like you 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 want you want to go like get this type of food. Right. And you go to the place and, 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 and they make it the right way every time. I don't, but that I, day, they I don't make Jim it right. Nance, I don't think football. Like, I don't, I, I don't. It's when it, I hear Jim Nance, I think of glue. <laughs> Just dry and, and irrelevant to my life. There's nothing else there. Glue like, is overrated. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, who uses glue? Glue if, is overrated. Like, like, um, Phil Sims. Phil Sims wasn't that bad. Glue. Phil Simpson wasn't that bad. I didn't think he was that bad. And I, I never I, did either. I never thought he was bad. Yeah, he's he, I think I like listening to him. I think he does doesn't he do a radio? He does a radio. Yeah, he does a good, yeah, and yeah. I've heard it. He does it with the it, bald guy. Yeah, I think. it's not bad. It's not bad. But Jim Nance, and I don't want to hear that nigga talk. He looks like a woman sometimes too. I I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to hear it. now 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I play Madden and he was on The Voice for a while. And I don't know. I right, just to sum up your rant this week. What yo? Your final thoughts on Tim? My Tim my final thoughts is it just show, goes to show you that like quarterback is 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 literally literally the most important position in all of sports because you got a thirty seven year old quarterback with nothing but an injury history, and the minute he retires, you just put three franchises and maybe a few more in the shithole with great rosters. Great rosters. Like, legit. You, you give that roster to Andrew Luck, they're winning Super Bowls for years. Right. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. the, con- the contrast of that is ridiculous, bro. And I, you know, I just want to throw it out there. Like, Dallas Cowboy fans, you're all a piece of shit. All of you. Every single one of you. And on that note, you guys that- are garbage. <laughs> Treating that guy like shit. That Straight was, up. that was the acquired taste, Keith, and, uh, and his segment. When we come back, we have uh talking sports and shit. Got a big some big reviews. Song flavored. We we uh we had a big release this past week in video games, MLB the show seventeen. These guys are gonna check in and give their views of it and also talking sports and shit. It's all gonna be tied into one. Stick around, you guys don't go anywhere. Maicena and Sasson. <laughs> Man, we talking sports and shit. Kicking off sports and shit, we got uh Big review for MLB The Show. I have two of the... You know, it's crazy because I love my video games, but I can't play it like I usually like I usually did like years ago. Uh, oh, sorry. Your mic wasn't on, dick. <laughs> ah, now I can talk. As I was saying... Damn, we can hear you now. Speaking of the person who has a home run after every single bat in Rookie no, no, The no, Show. No, 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 no. It's not after every single one of bat. It's, it's I said at least one a game. I all right, all right, all right, all right. And I'm playing in a, in a, in a, in a decent enough. Like, you, you know when you have, like, the meter that says Hall of Fame, Legendary? It's probably, like, the, right in the peak before you go to Hall of Fame. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm a, no, I'm in Hall of Fame already, sweetie. I'm a, you shrimp <laughs> dig. I'm, I'm getting at Legendary. <laughs> no, but no, I, I don't have... Um, I don't want to say I don't have the time because I don't make it seem as though you guys aren't busy. It's because I have... Okay, I really don't have the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to demean it. But you guys have been playing the game consistently since it came out. Yeah, so I've been playing every day. Keeping up, nah, I, I can't... Nah. I, I, I played every single day. I so. haven't really played a game, but I've been on the game, if that makes what any do you mean? sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand what that means. What are you trying to say? Uh, Okay, up until like maybe... What, what's today? Friday? Yeah. Up until maybe two nights ago. Right. Two nights ago, I played one game in a span of a week. But I was on the video game just exploring, look, exploring, creating characters, okay. stuff like that. So good. And your, your review is going to be important as well. So yeah. I'm going to give you guys uh, three minutes. And you guys just give your first overviews. And then we'll do the breakdowns after for, for what you, your experience has been for this past week. <clears throat> um, the bell will tell you when you, will st- uh, when you can stop talking. Maddie's been... A priv- privilege to hearing these sounds before. Once you hear that, that means to say. Oh, when I beat Rondo in that fucking contest. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna tell you. So, wink, uh, wink. Uh, <laughs> Keith, you can kick it off and just let people know uh, your first thoughts and your experience for MLB. Okay, uh, my first thoughts. Uh, I loved it. It was smooth. It's a lot harder. That's what she said than normal. <laughs> uh, personally, I felt like it's a little bit too real. It's getting to the point where I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like I'm like, I really gotta like take a, an account my OPS. Are you taking steroids? Like seriously? Like, I don't like literally the, 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 the like I'm playing Road to the Show. Are and, they taking piss tests? No, the that? shit that gets me tight is that like every I forgot that like PlayStation has developed a controller where it has a speaker. So like, every now and then they're like swing and I'm fucking shaking and shit at home and like I didn't know the controller does that shit. No, no, no. But I played last year was the first year I missed the show. I stopped. I didn't. I didn't get it. But this year, 
it just looks it just it, it, it's really a, like not many holes to poke in it it's really crisp it's really smooth i i i personally love the player development trait about it i i i, I do love road to the show but i'm a big you know fan of the component of the franchise mode i do love creating characters i always create the max 20 of yeah, all my friends that. what's that about what, what is that well what i do is first the first thing that i do is every time i buy the show i always go to uh a, uh the vault the player vault which is where you upload rosters and download rosters and there's this website that i've always been dedicated to in terms of downloading the rosters and then tinkering it with their with with what they've done in terms of like madden or even back in the days when i was really big into 2k uh they were really good with just making sure they have the right prospects the right draft class and all that good stuff so with MLB the show what they do is they give you every top prospect in each team's farm and other people do that of course but i'm just i'm privy to just going to theirs and what i do is i just get their roster and then from there i create it gives you a max of 20 players to create and then i create all my friends like you're in my game matt's in my game my friends my brother and from there i throw us all into a fantasy draft and then I, you know, I draft me and then I want everybody else to go to other teams right. and I want us to compete. And then I'll get all these young prospects that were in that draft class. And this is not something new. I've done this in other years. But what's really nice about this year's show is that when you're in the fantasy draft, I don't know if you tried this yet, Matt. Before you select a player, if the player's overall is a 75 and I hit the triangle button to read the player's card, it'll tell you at the top if he wants to be drafted by you. And determining if he wants to be drafted by you, yes, his overall will go up a few points. If not, his overall will go down or he'll oh, be shit. neutral. It's really nice. And they got like a little bit of a, like a preference. He'll be like, he'll tell you why. Like, you're too far away from my family where the team is located. Or you're, this is this year? Where your manager, he'll oh, tell shit. you, he'll tell you your manager's not high quality. And I was fucking around with it and I just went to Ryan Howard just to check. Because I don't like Ryan Howard. And he, <laughs> Who does? His overall was like a 70. And it should drop to like 60. And it just... He, it gives you like faces. Like angry faces. Or like neutral faces. Or smileys. Or winks. And everything was angry. Because I'm the Mets always. Hey, what does the wink mean? Does he want to like get in your no, bed? The wink, the wink means... No. The wink means like like perfect match. Like he's like perfect, perfect. Oh, I want to okay. go to your team. So it's really cool. Maddie? All right. Well, every single year the show comes out. It's 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 always a fantastic game. But this year they really hit knocked it out of the park. No pun intended. Uh, this I'm playing Road to the Show. So you did. Yeah, I O. Uh, Road to the Show is absolutely <laughs> addicting. I'm not gonna lie though. The past like three years I haven't played Road to the Show because that shit just blew beef. Uh, just me personally, because you know I I've been playing um, my player games like with, at 2K like for the past couple of years. It's it's gotten boring. I played back this year. Um, it's absolutely addicting. Uh, the, the the story added into the game now, and you they come up to you and they go, "Hey, um, we have an opening at second base. Do you want to go to second base for a few games and run that through?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" If you talk shit back to your coach, to your dear dear coach, they bench your ass. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> shit is crazy. Like, yeah, I like that. Shit. He was like, "Hey, do you want to go to left field?" I was like, "No, thanks, man." He benched my ass the next game. Yeah, I'll, so cool. it's mad realistic. Um, right now I'm playing Diamond Dynasty. I actually before the mics went hot, I play. I finished the Diamond Dynasty game. I won by like eleven runs. Yeah, and he it's, was letting it fly. I was That's letting it fly. Said. Like home run after home run. I think the card thing is is the. The, the main plus of this fucking year, man. Um, they really improved from last year. Last year, there was contracts and stuff. They're letting you go free run on this shit. I think I have like a rookie Nelson Cruz card on my team. 
See, I never, like, you know what I'm I saying? Never, like, I never got into the card like, thing. I never. In, but we'll go I, in depth in that in a minute. Yeah. I'm telling you, Diamond Dynasty is amazing. I, I just find it fun how like you could have a, a, a player from every other team, and you're gonna face someone else who has Ken Griffey Jr. and then Carlos Beltran yeah. is outfield. See, that's really cool though because we're we're years apart, and like for like I just feel like for somebody your age, I feel like that appeals better because so fun. You know, man. you get more of like stuff. Like I hate to say it, of stuff you never saw. Oh yeah, of you know course. Like, and they're, I like they're... that for the younger guys, like yeah. my little brother too, and that's cool. Like he never got to see Ken Griffey Jr. play, you know? Yeah, and you and you have his card, and then like like um, it's a whole system with the if you have a rookie if you have a rookie David Wright card, you could help you could build him and someone else to gain the diamond the do, diamond David do Wright. They have it where like yeah, that's what I'm gonna ask you. So it, like, do you, can you like upgrade the card? Like, I never oh, he, with the here's card a, and here's a big thing about this game that they added in this year. If every single bronze card you get. You could add that card into building your my player. Really? You could. Well, you, not my the, the you, road to the show guy. The road to the show oh, guy, okay. and then you can make the road to the show guy a baseball card in Diamond Dynasty. Really? So you could have, for instance, Red, your player. What position does he play? Second. Okay, so you could have your Diamond Dynasty team, and then if you don't have a good second baseman, you could put your Red and make him a baseball card in it. So yeah, and the better he gets, like right now, my brother has him. He's really building him up. He's a diamond card. So right. for red in red situation, his card will have HGH on it, and then you just <laughs> you know, it would have like diarrhea. Just on for it. my just for my review, and it's gonna be quick. I only played road for the road to the show. The best thing that I loved about it was that I was able to do like last year. I played in 2016, and I uploaded my you road bastard, to the show guy to this year. Mm-hmm. And it transferred everything. The only mm-hmm. thing was is that my appearance, I went from my half albino look mm-hmm. to my guy looked half Dominican. Mm-hmm. So I just had to do like some quick edits and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But all my attributes, all my uh, my records, everything that I did. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm, not 20, I'm, I'm 28 years old now. cheat ass nigga. Yeah, Why? dead ass, son. You just like restart, that. son. Restart. It's a new game, restart. son. Fuck out of here. Nah, yeah, dead ass. Bringing in that whole shit. <laughs> dead ass. So, yeah, restart that nah, shit. Nigga. Whoever does a 20-year league in fucking MLB <laughs> nah, 16, y'all niggas ain't got no life, son. And he goes, yo, I just hit a heart first home on my play. And I'm like, all right, that's cool with his new guy. No, this nigga's like two years already in no, this shit. Oh, you crazy? Yo, my son is... Wait, no, it's like, like it's like Red, it's like Red told shit? me he hit it. Like Twenty eight years old, he's a, he's already got like twenty three home. Uh, tw- this nigga's the <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. It's like it's like the first time I talked to Red, Red was like, "Yo, I just hit a homer with my guy." I was like, "Oh, word." I was thinking, and then like, it's like, yeah, I just passed Ken Griffey's home run count in like history. Yo, his, uh, his, his 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 road to the show guy is so good. He might end up on Louis softball. Yeah, too. <laughs> but other than that, like, I I don't I don't know anything else. I don't care about anything. You were gonna skip this year, weren't you? I was gonna skip, but it was. Is it? Are you, are you happy you didn't? It was because of you guys that I bought it. Oh, it's a good plus, game. And plus, I, I know it's really. I good. also have um, Josie's boy who comes and he loves playing the games that we have here. And he he, play, yeah. he plays it as well. So it's a he, cool, like yeah. it's really cool this year. The, the other aspects of it, I really don't. You guys are doing a great coverage for it. Thank you for that. Oh, we didn't but, even do the negatives. Oh, but here we go. Oh, there are negatives in this. And here we go. So this is where we go. Keith, hit up on. Uh, hey, everybody, what's your negatives? Starting now. La presenta el show, la brujería. That's exactly what the fuck is called. Meaning the presenting do of the not, witchcraft. Do not, do not expect anything glamorous from trying to do an online franchise. Because what will happen is you will see a pitch come at you and it will stay in air. <laughs> and it won't even do anything. And then, then there's situations where you're going to catch a fly ball and literally as the ball goes into your mate, your player ends up literally in the stands walking into that. There's so many like glitches and... And 
I don't even know what's what's going on with those servers. Like literally, they probably got like Homer Simpson how he is at work with his like his <laughs> belly out, literally sitting there doing nothing. Whoever's running these servers is a complete like beefhead. Like seriously, <laughs> there's nothing going on with these servers because you can't. It sucks because I can play. I can play a home run derby with a few friends online, and it's smooth. It's it's just, it's, it's no issues. Uh, as you as we see here with Matt doing the Diamond Dynasty, he's not having any issues at all. But once you start the franchise, and then Jesus Christ, with the settings for the franchise, all this extra nonsense. Like my friend, he didn't he didn't know any better. By the time his franchise was uploading the rosters, it said that the the the, the league was gonna start in sixty hours from that point. Like who who puts that into a video game? I think that was his fault because he was supposed to start. Grant, granted, yes, his fault. But why is that even a thought for an option? Who Ever thought about that from the San Diego Studios, whatever this company's called? Like, yeah. there's no need for all this extra shit. Like, just upload, and then you can't even upload the process. I don't know. It's just a little choppy. It's hard to explain it through a podcast where I'm talking about it. You have to see the brujeria in person. There's no, there's nothing else to it. Maddie, your negatives? Okay, well, I mean, he covered basically all the negatives, but uh, and there's one thing I don't like that I've always hated on the show is their the face scans. The yeah, fa- I was gonna say that too. The yeah. face graphics are shit. Like they've been shit for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. They they've... all look like they're staring into space. Yeah, no, <laughs> they look like Mass Effects animations. Like that shit is yeah. terrible. Yeah, um, some of the faces are like yeah, like you know, you know what? They always feel like they're like Play-Doh. I don't know if yeah. to me, like they feel like they're like um. Once again, like he said, the online is not good. I had no. I'm having little to no problems with online besides the fact that like uh, I hit a line drive in like the gap and then. It's like, oh, I'm gonna hit a double, and then it says one out, and I'm. At, uh, I guess he caught it, uh, you know. But besides that, the graphics with the face need, need to be fixed up. Uh, it, it's been needing an upgrade for a while, but I haven't seen really much improvement on that. And definitely, the online has a lot of problems with um, with lag and the servers. Every time I every time I log into Diamond Dynasty, the first thing I get is servers aren't available. So I I have to restart my fucking game every now and again because uh. It doesn't let me in Diamond Dynasty because Diamond Dynasty is online interpreted, so they don't allow me to go on it. So that's all I got for negatives. So they're probably using gateway computers. <laughs> you know, they, they still have the 2000 Dells. Like, like, it's yeah. on Windows 95. Yeah, Windows Remember 95, those Macs like... with the colors behind the fucking like, screen and shit? Like, they're, they're, it's terrible. But once again, it's very hard to make negative because this game is so amazing. Uh, it's uh, a really cool game. Every, every year is amazing. Uh, the one thing that I said about, because uh, 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 like I said, I played Road to the Show, is that I want to see more of a progression in which, or uh, uh, a Degression of a player. Like for me, my player is like 28 years old mm-hmm. from what I carried over from last year. So I want to see if, like, if the next couple of years, if I don't take care of him, like he's fatter or he's. Well, now. Oh, he has an injury. Now. Like my player has never got hurt. Well, that's cool, but the cool never thing... Never got hurt. My and person it, broke his ankle last year. <laughs> yeah, my player has never got hurt. Now, the cool thing, though, that they have to this is. I forgot if they're called chips. I think they're called chips. Stubs? Stu- no, they're not stubs. That's the money. Okay. Well, now, yeah. when you do, when you try when you're trying building your franchise or to just do a season, if you just look at the player cards, like I was looking at Manny Machado's player card, his chips or I think they're called chips. Um, he literally like he won't. He has a chip that says he'll never make an error. Right. But if you don't have that and, and you're a good player, you're more prone. And he has like this like when it's two strikes, no matter what, like he'll get a hit. Like there's these little things that every, each and every player has. What a perk! And I love that. The, the, yeah. The perks, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have because my in my in my, my, my road to the show, my perk is every park I play in is course field, so I can hit a home run. Whatever. Yeah, I like it's, that. It's like that 
I like that each player has that. But then they also have the negative perks, though, which is really, really, really cool. They have the injury-prone joint. Yeah. They have that the player is more prone to get into a, like a, a what's it, the streak. Yeah. Like, he will be hot, and then he'll get real cold. Yeah. I like that. Like, that's my, really cool. My thing for Road to the Show is that last year, I used to have more accessibility with making uh, connections with uh, management. Mm-hmm. And it's not there anymore. I have to wait for them to come oh, for, to the, me. for the agents. Yeah. yeah, I have the agents. Like I say, if I want to get traded, traded, I have to wait until the agent comes to me to talk to me about it. It's not like yo, get me the fuck off this team now. I so. think my biggest, um, the the biggest thing that everyone hides um, away from talking about and wrote to the show, which is very important, is the equipment. I like. That. I think the cards for the equipment are amazing. Like yeah. you, like you could open up packs of cards, and it's, and that helps out for me perfectly because I play Diamond Dynasty probably the same as much as I play as Road to the Show. So I'm opening up packs of cards trying to get like um, Ken Griffey Jr. player. Um, but I'm getting equipment for my Road to the Show player. Like I'm 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 getting players, but I'm also getting, for instance, new batting gloves. But here's my question: and the batting bro. gloves help me like t- plus ten power, plus ten contact. Those those gloves and cleats and those they all yeah. But, they only go to Road to the Show, right? They don't go to the franchise, I think, right? It's only just Road to the It's only Road to the Show. But, oh, you, but okay. the, the, once again, the, it all goes to the player. So, for instance, I was watching a YouTuber, and the guy opened up a pack of cards, and he got the Ken Griffey cleats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, equipped the, he equipped the Ken, Ken Griffey cleats, and he added, like, plus 30 speed to his player. Yeah. Like, that made cool. him automatically a gold player of mm-hmm. just one equipment. That's like my, cool. I, 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 my person's just jacked up on all that shit I with like the that. equipment. So all I right. feel like that's amazing. So, for uh, Keith, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to just go... Through a quick checklist of graphics, you give it from one to five. What you give it? Four. For uh, controls, you give it all five. Sound, yeah, f- definitely controls. Like yeah. last year is you didn't play last year's. No, I skipped it. It's this so year, beef. it's so much is better. Way better. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I finally could turn a double play without nice no, yeah. yeah, I love smooth. a slow mo shit, especially me playing second on my road to the show. It's like, oh, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the sound quality. Uh well it's great except for the soundtrack which is straight garbage oh it's so bad it sounds like it's so bad it's so white it's whiter than Matt <laughs> it's that so, bad so one to five well, sounds of the game is like a five but the soundtrack is a, is a fucking negative seven uh the gameplay meaning uh, oh it's awesome five yeah and um the game modes because you guys know about it playing. retro mode no one oh yeah it's really cool like four point five I'll give it I, I, it's just really cool yeah yeah. Maddie, for you, uh, graphics wise, uh, four. G- controls, five, definitely. Uh, the sound of the game, the sounds. I mean, the broadcasting is. Uh, they added the MLB Network, so that's a five. Yeah, the, yo, the I best like thing that. I found recently was that there's, you, um, there's apparently Howard Stern fans, so they actually did. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yep. So, um, I always have my shit on MLB Network now. It has like all the guys from I like MLB, the MLB tonight. Network. Yeah. Uh, gameplay, definitely five. And uh, the modes. Five retro mode. I think we we didn't talk about retro mode, but retro mode is a game buyer. Like on retro mode is amazing. You know, I lost like, the game in retro mode. Do you want to hear it real quick? Uh huh. It was zero zero in the ninth inning. Uh, one hit between me and my friend. I got the hit. He got on base with an error, and because I the the controls are retro, I forgot how to throw the ball. I held the ball for like ten minutes, and he scored. I had the ball, <laughs> in my hand, and I didn't know what to do. So I was at first base. Chasing him. <laughs> Imagine our first baseman chasing the guy running the bases. Nah, I lost. Yeah, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to come through with a round robin of this uh, this week's talking sports and shit. It's going to be quick. We got to close it out soon. We're going to have these guys still in here. Stick around. We're going to be here. Uh, you guys are um, fucking ridiculous. And we'll be the show's a must buy, guys. So make sure you check that out. All right. We'll be back. Hey, babies. This is James Mattern. You're listening. 
to the regular season sportscast, baby. I said baby a lot, but it's good for you. All right, so to close out uh, talking sports and shit, I have to say uh, congratulations to those who are coming into the NBA Hall of Fame class. We have Tracy McGrady, man. I told people a lot, man. Yo, yo, I said I love this dude since since early on in this game, and I always thought that he was a Hall of Fame dude. Um, also involved going in is Bill Self, the former executive and for the Chicago Bulls, as well as Jerry um Excuse me. Uh, Bill Self is for the 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 Kansas coach. Uh, Jerry Krause is the Chicago Bulls executive, and my homegirl, Miss Rebecca Lobo. You mean Big Cass? Big. <laughs> but I thought I always thought Lobo was the 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 one of the premier women that opened up the game for women's basketball. Your thoughts about Tracy McGrady going in? I may like upset a few people. Oh, here we go. I love Tracy McGrady. I'm a big Tracy McGrady fan. Uh-huh. So sub, I'm happy for all these folks. But the the Basketball Hall of Fame is like a fucking waste of time. Oh, please open up. I don't understand why there's a Hall of Fame for the NBA. <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm not even making this up. You you know five years in who's a Hall of Famer. I don't need to like a, an emotional speech. I don't need none of that nonsense. I, that's just me. I don't like to me. Honestly, there's no prestige in it compared to like baseball and football. Baseball's Hall of Fame, especially baseball's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That is the most hardest. No, hardest definitely thing. it is. Oh my god, the fucking yo, media is the yo, worst. Yo, my nigga, to get yeah, in. because you have to. You can't. It's not even just being good. You have to be likable. Yeah. And the NFL is is, is very similar to that. But, but it's not as bad but it's as not as bad as baseball because right. they will shit on you just if they don't like straight up. If like you, you didn't do interviews with with them during yeah. your career, see the thing is about basketball. Even if y'all didn't like Tracy McGrady and I had a vote, I had to vote him in. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I, I don't know. You know who's a, who's a Hall of Famer literally five years into his career. God bless everybody who made it. Hey, yeah, great. But honestly, I, I, when this note, this news broke like three days and then I heard it. Right. Like, I, it didn't, it didn't like impact me, but I'm very happy for Tracy McGrady. I was always a big Tracy McGrady fan. He actually had the best Adidas. <laughs> That's just, I, and my, one of my favorite dunks, Sean Bradley. It's fashion time. <laughs> Patrick Ewan has finally got a head coach job. He got a position with Georgetown, his old alma mater. And they were crying for George Thompson to to be fired for a long time. Right, which is crazy because that's uh, the son of the former head coach. And they're bringing in Patrick Ewan, who is like his second son. It's like his his adopted son. True, man. And um, there's a lot of backlash about why is it that Patrick Ewan never got the NBA Coaching position. Your thoughts? Well, um, they're probably afraid that his knees might go out again, like they did in the finals. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's just a little salty, saltiness from me. But yeah. um, uh, maybe because uh, you, you don't really think of Patrick Ewing as an X's and O's guys. You know, I, I, I don't really consider Patrick Ewing as a as a somebody who's not gonna, many centers are considered. Yeah, like, I, well, like, I don't, Kurt I don't Rambis? see Kurt Rambis was, is a head coach. Please. Listen, <laughs> I don't see. Not many senses. I don't see Patrick Ewing talking to like a star shooting guard or point guard and making them a better player. Let me. Ask I don't you this. get that honestly. Let me ask you this: whenever, I, whenever I think of him as a man for for a manager of a baseball team, a baseball team, oh, for a baseball team, mm-hmm. right? a manager for a baseball team, I always consider a catcher. 
because they see the game differently. Also, also one thing that's a great thing that you say that why a catcher is a great manager for a whole roster is because the manager is basically uh, a, a a manager for the bullpen for the, right. for the rotation, so he knows how to control different personalities. The second the second individual I would say in baseball as a manager would be a first baseman. Yeah, I would yeah. say that. Right, yeah. I agree. Now. For basketball, I would think the same way for a center because I think point guard. They, no, no, wait, wait. Oh. I would say center because they look at the game in a broad sense because they're in the middle of it, watching everything, and then point guard mm-hmm. as a, of that. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I think uh, there was a lot of scrutiny where people were sitting there saying that they didn't give Patrick a shot over the fifteen years. But I think this is probably the better fit for him. Once again, nobody cares about college basketball. Oh, I forgot. This is your yeah. This yeah. Is your, so, but but Georgetown, everybody knows about it because it's really record. known. But it's not like recruits are gonna go because Patrick Ewing is there. I, maybe, 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 in the, especially with the black community, it might be something. You might be something. If it is, God bless him. But then, if they don't make the NCAA tournament, then who's who's the dumbass there? Like honestly, like I don't know. What's the big deal? Well, I, I think I think they were crying for that guy to not be their coach, Mister Thompson, because he was long overdue. Whatever that's right. the case. But it's like I don't see how, how this is an upgrade. This is just a new face, right? And a former Georgetown guy. Like honestly, like with all due respect, right? Like that's lazy. No. I feel like that's a lazy move because you just going to just please the fans. That shouldn't be something that you should be doing. I don't even think it was please the fans. I don't think anybody was looking I, for Patrick no, Ewing. Well, not that they were looking for Patrick Ewing, but they just they they were just so tired of that guy Thompson. I just thought that. They, but if you give the fans like a guy who went to Georgetown, they'll feel some type of way. I, I'll, I'll give you a quick one before we, we move on quickly. It's um, you give Hornets at the position for the Knicks, and I, I'm not going to say give Ewing the position as a Nick coach because he was a former Nick. Okay. I would give it to him. I wanted Mark Jackson, honestly. Oh, exactly. I, but I don't think Mark wants to coach anymore. No, he, yeah, he's religious now. He's very into the that, church. I think he enjoys the um, the, the yeah, commentary. The, uh, commentary. Yeah, because you make your money. But from I, 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 it's I, the same I, thing with um this guy from um uh, for for Monday night uh, Monday night football um. Oh, uh, John Gruden. John Gruden. Same thing. But you know, you make it's good fun- money doing that shit. You don't funny. have to fucking get the headache. You make good money. Oh my god, John Gruden would be the best coach in history. Though. Yeah, but he make him. good yeah. money, man. I would love to see John Co- John Gruden coach again. But um, you know, one thing that's funny about this is that you see why I like Mark Jackson. Even though Mark Jackson was, a, let's say, Mark Jackson didn't coach the Warriors before getting into the commentary. When you hear him talk, he sounds like he can motivate a player. You get what I'm trying to say, right. like. I honestly cannot see somebody sitting there looking at Patrick Ewing and honestly being motivated to do something on the basketball court. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's check it out. Let's see how. Have you heard happen. Patrick Ewing speak? Like, of course, it, it, but uh, I don't know. I still uh, don't want him yelling at me. Anyway, he sounds like uh, what's that? What's that cartoon? Askwick, like Ask McGee, Ask McGuire. Ask McGee. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. You, you better go out there and play some defense before. Yeah, all I wish him like all that. the best by playing New Hampshire United. Whatever. <laughs> hello, hello. And finally. There was an incident that occurred this past week at a L, 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 uh, LPGA tournament in which a player uh, was penalized for uh, movement of the ball. Now, the problem with this was that the officials at the game did not penalize her at said occurrence. What happened was the, fans. the fan did it, emailed the officials. The fag did it, not the fans. Oh, sc- the fucking oh, f- views and. <laughs> The views and the expressions spread by uh, Keith is not the same as. In any case, <laughs> the fan was one who emailed the officials, and they I mean, penalized said golfer 
Jesus the next Christ, day. Bro. Jesus Christ, bro. The girl was in what tears. You, the girl was and literally. And she was winning. That poor girl was literally in tears. And she didn't mean to make that violation. Like, honestly. It was a dumb thing that she did. No, I, I know golf. I, and look, I know what she was look, doing. She had a brain fart. Right. She had a brain fart. God bless her for it. because. But it's so happy that God, it so, God, God, like, like, God forbid it be me or whatever, you know, at work. She had. Listen. First of all, it's hard enough to be on one of these tours. It's ridiculously hard be, to, to be a good golfer. That's what she said. Amen. Excuse me. But it's so hard to, 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 to actually be good at this profession in, in, this, in this area. Like, golf is not easy. Like, to have a brain fart in this when everybody's just there watching. It's just you. It is just you. And every single body has their eyes laid on you. These guys are not perfect all the time. I get it. This girl made a boo-boo. And I heard her post, like, her post comment about what happened. And forget about that she was crying. Her face, like she, she's like she, she said it like, "Yo, I really, really made a mistake. I didn't realize what I was doing." Yeah, but the fact was the, that the, the fact, but, didn't go, the, yeah. the fact is like when you, when and if you, if you guys don't know, um, uh, um, I felt so bad. Professional, for her. professional golf. When you leave a, when you leave a course. Officials sign off on the course that you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know this. Yes, I and, know this. Officials are supposed to be monitoring. Monitoring, yeah. So if this occurred, if a, an official missed it, mm-hmm. why, pe- why why penalize the player? To penalize the official, came, right? I got so you. My whole thing was, it's like, all right, a, a play happened during your football game. A, a player went jumped off sides. If you beat to the NFL officials the next day, are they going to freaking take the game away? Right, 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 right. Very true. Very true. So it, I, I, th- I just I th- think I just think the person reported that needs to blow some beef. Like seriously, <laughs> my, like come on, like you're going to email the, the like the the corporation or whatever. Like that's just Matt Petty, like Petty Petty Wop of the year. Like come on. Oh hell no! All right, guys. Jesus, what was that? <laughs> what was that? We're Talk about a sound out. bite. T-R-S-S. That sounds like, the like the- me when I was 16, <laughs> getting my first blowy. Like, Jesus. Oh, hell no. Oh, See, mine didn't sound like that. Mine was like, oh, hell no, Diablo. Like, that was how it sounded. Like, Keith, Jesus. let them know where they can get you out of your social media. Uh, it's, just, it's the same crap. Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm not social media friendly, guys. Kicking it with Keith. That's the uh, Instagram. And if you want to find me elsewhere, just find Red. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on all media outlets on the regular season sportscast at Facebook at the like and group page regular season sportscast as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on Twitter at OWJ Santi as well as on YouTube, the regular season sportscast. Check us out and get us at trsspodcast.com where you could download all our episodes, get everything that's going on there, mock draft. Everything that's related to us in sports, we're all there. Check out RageWorks.net for all things relevant in pop culture. I'm about to send you an email about the fuck-up like Tony did yesterday. See how that goes. (laughs) If there was one. If there was one, right? (laughs) I want to thank you guys for being a part of this episode. Make sure you check out Chris Roach. Thank you for stopping by for this interview. That was a beautiful thing, man. Thank you, man, for stopping by. Doing big things here, guys. Make sure you guys check us out, man. We all... Make sure you check out his media outlet as well, Facebook at Christopher uh, Christopher Roach on Facebook, and check him out for all his uh, comedic and all and all things entertainment with him. Guys, we'll be back next week as always as we do. Listen, I'm not best for business; I'm best for everybody. I'm the king of talk style. 
And um, and I'm the acquired taste. Definitely, he is. <laughs> I, I, it's know, like I, beer and gasoline. I, I just want to real quick before we leave. I just want to you know, guys, we don't do this enough, so uh, just want to thank you very much. Oh, Appreciate shit. it. Catch you guys on a rebound. Squash the regular season sportscast. <laughs>